right, guys, welcome back. Episode two of Small Consolation. Uh, I'm your host, Peaches Brittany. Um, uh, you know, guys, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I always aspired to be a teacher, but I wasn't good enough uh, to be a teacher. So um, I do this instead. Um, but I've always wanted to take roll call. You know, I've never been able to take roll call. So, so we're going to take roll call today. You guys just say here when I call your name. Jared? Present. Evan? Avengers Assemble. Tyler? It's pronounced Tyler. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nick? Teacher Brandon, were you not good enough to teach Jim? <laughs> uh, no, I'm too fat for that. And then we have a special guest, uh, Emma Watson. If only. Yeah, damn. I, I, I was really hoping. Everybody else said here. <laughs> <laughs> next time. Yeah, may, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Special guests. <laughs> hey, so uh, we're back. Episode two. We're uh, making this a habit. Uh, people might start expecting our episodes to come, you know, every week. Oh, snap. Uh, well, time to go to the corner store, and I'll be back in uh, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't do well under expectations. Just going to let you know. <laughs> so last time we were talking about the present and things we're playing right now and, and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Jared. Hey, our, um, hey, could you sit down for a sec, Jared? Um, you know. Yeah, why is everyone in this room? We're very <laughs> concerned about you, Jared. <laughs> we uh, we want to talk about your, your your little addiction that you have. I don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about your um, Kickstarter uh, addiction that you've got going on over there. It's not an addiction. I could quit anytime. <laughs> how much how much time do you spend on Kickstarter? To be honest, recently not very much at all. I do have a timeline though when it got real bad. Okay. Yeah, for me it kind of it was uh it, it came and then it went pretty quickly. Uh my my interest sort of dissolved rapidly after a few failed Kickstarter projects here and there. <laughs> See, that was I, my I too was on that wagon at one point. That's the thing. I always back stuff that I had already met, met its funding goal. Uh, so like it was just constantly uh, churning. Clever. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. The episode for the uh, Ghost of Future present, and we're going to go back into the past. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually started. Um, I'll add this to the to episode zero. How about that? Oh, perfect. There you <laughs> <Retroactively>. go. Retroactively. <laughs> Let's shove it in there. Ep- episode, episode zero redub. <laughs> we got 48 listens to the episode zero. We're, we're like famous, basically. How many were not your parents? How many of those were us? (laughs) I don't want to talk about Yeah, no. My parents were one. um, But then I was 47 times. Okay, (laughs) that works. Nice. Better start buying your merch, Brandon. (laughs) I thought about it. I actually really thought about it. Um, I found a really cheap website to get... I have to pay like a down like a down payment kind of thing to get our logo uh like into their system, you know, and you got to make the template, right? Well, it's like 50 bucks for that and then for a printed polo um it's like 30 bucks. Oh wow. So it's really not that bad. So what I'm hearing is we should probably start a Kickstarter, right? And uh Oh, there we go. <laughs> and then Jared, Jared can fund can it. Support yeah. it. <laughs> And uh, that's not how this works. I thought this was an intervention. <laughs> you you mean they don't encourage you to drink at your interventions? <laughs> so anyway, um, I guess it start. I went back through my Kickstarter um, history, and my very first one was in 2015. And it started with, um, if anyone's a fan of the Oatmeal comics, um, the producer of the Oatmeal and and some others um, went in to make their first card game, and it's called Exploding Kittens. So at the time, it kind of seemed like a fun idea. They didn't know if it was going to take, and the response for it just exploded, literally. (laughs) So, So that was the first one I backed. Because I, I thought the concept was cool, um, and like you see it all the time now, like at stores and stuff. So, 
I, I feel like you're going to have to explain what that concept is now. So if we, people don't think you're just you're like over here. Yeah, man, exploding kittens. I was just, I loved the concept. Nah, yeah. Think of kitten cannon <clears throat> card game. Proceed. You don't want to be on Don't F with Cats part two. <laughs> yeah, basically shorthand, it's a card game where the goal is to not draw an exploding kitten card. So you have other cards to help you with that. You have diffuse cards. You have cards to swap um, with other players. You have cards to make other players draw. And it's just kind of like avoiding that exploding kitten until there's one person left. So, anyway, so it's Uno, but someone dies at the end? Basically. <laughs> Everyone wow. dies except one person. <laughs> one person survives, yeah. I mean, have you ever played Lately, Uno? I've been playing Uno wrong. Mm. <laughs> if there isn't a death threat when you're playing Uno, you're playing it wrong. That's, yeah. So the first, it, I actually was surprised. The first three or four I backed, it was once a year. So like I actually like went slowly into the Kickstarter. I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool process. They have stretch goals. If they have so many supporters, that means I get more things for my donation. So then the next one, a year later, that same group who made Exploding Kittens made their second game called Bears versus Babies. Um, Absolutely so, fantastic game. <laughs> so that one, you are building an army of bears to fight off evil babies. Because all babies are evil. <laughs> and so um, that was their second one. That one was very popular as well. That one was in 2016. And then at this point, I'm pretty much hooked. And so the only thing I really look on Kickstarter is for games. Um, so then a year later, in 2017, there was a game, I Am a Science Geek. Um, it's where I got my college degrees in science so um, there's a board game called cytosis which is about um cell biology basically <laughs> and we've we've not played that one i have never played that game and i have owned it for a couple of years now this is a theme you'll see in a lot of these i like the look of a game cabinet i just don't have the time or um people to play with most of the time well, yeah, and like 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 you were saying, we all live in separate cities now, but we still try and occasionally, you know, get together and have board game nights and things. So we've we've hit a few of these. So then that was my first three, and then March of 2018 is when <laughs> the um, addiction really hit its height. So I mean, there the was. The fact that you have all of these like specifically like time gated you know exactly when you did this like on tuesday the 18th at 3 30 in the afternoon i took my first hit well to be honest this next one i backed i remember where i was when i did it um <laughs> so it was a batman game that had miniatures and so and if you had like all Warhammer? of the yeah and so if you had all of the expansions with the um, Kickstarter, you had a ton of things. You had a Batmobile, you had a T-Rex, you had every Batman imaginable from the comics. Like, Ah, uh, yes, the T-Rex, yeah, a yeah. staple of Batman. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he does Remind have one me of the what, what, what movie that one was in. It's in the comics. It's Deep Lord. It's whatever. It's, it's a deep, deep cut. Mm. So anyway, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of a lot of money, but this is so cool, and I think it would be so fun Like for our board game nights. And so I thought about it and I thought about it and I just saved it. I never, I just would come back to it occasionally. And then like the day of it was set to expire. I just said, F it. I'm doing it. <laughs> F it. So, and um, so that one was probably about the equivalent of a Nintendo switch in terms of price. And once I was like, I'm going to spend that much money, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to back all of these games. <laughs> so <laughs> when you spend $1,000, what's In another 500 After Batman, I did one, two, three, four more um, games that summer, spring and summer. See, this is this is hitting way too close to home. I'm starting to feel feel guilty about how I like went out and was like actually buying talisman expansions like and they were out of print uh, for I think the I think it, I can't remember which edition it even is third 
second or third or whatever it is but yeah some of those were out of out of print and i was just like well you know if i'm getting this uh might as well get this one too and it's like oh this one's out of print uh yeah just go on to ebay and pick that up for like three times market value it's fine like <laughs> well at least we played talisman a few times yeah and i have i've i've made good use of that I've twice maybe i've only i've only played it maybe twice i won the first time <laughs> cheater yeah, I, I yeah. cheated in a game that I've never played before. <laughs> it's possible. I knew all the cheat codes. <laughs> so I have Good Dog, Bad Zombie, um, which I have... Which we've also not played. I've at least played it. What it's is it? not a, It's not a solo game, but I've at least gotten this stuff out and learned how to play it. It's basically... <laughs> so have you played it or not? You know how to play it, but have you actually played it? No, because no one plays with me. <laughs> He plays with himself, just like a teenage boy. (laughs) (laughs) So you play as a dog in the zombie apocalypse, and you're trying to protect your humans uh, from turning into zombies. And if all the humans um, turn into zombies, then there's nothing that connects you to being a dog, so you basically become like a wolf. You go wild, and then no one wants that. Yeah, those wild chihuahuas, man. (laughs) You imagine just turn into a wolf. I mean, might as well. Like, just one thing I know about zombies: very against wolves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so nobody then, wants that, including the zombies. <laughs> so then I um, backed one called Unbroken, which is a solo player game because I figured, hey, no one's playing these games with me. I might as well buy one that you can play by yourself. Never played it yet. Um, <laughs> he won't even play with himself at this point. <laughs> I mean. I hate myself. <laughs> he always cheats, that rat bastard. That's, that's, that's stage three, isn't it? After denial? <laughs> yes. Um, so the next one we actually have played a couple of times because I forced you guys to play it. Um, it's Fireball Island. Um, Is that the one with the marbles? Yes. I, that was, I liked that one, honestly. So that, apparently, one's really easy to, to, that one's really yeah. easy to cheat on, I think. <laughs> oh no the table is wobbling brandon's just all about looking for these ways to cheat i think there's a common theme here i mean if there was a, a game shark to life i'd probably buy it i think i think we need to have another intervention brandon <laughs> uh let's sit down we'll, we'll talk about your cheating uh, oh gosh so that one apparently i didn't realize it was a um, remastered version of a game that came out in the 80s um, the reason I liked it is it actually had some, I don't know, it's a 3D game where, like you said, it has marbles that you're on this volcano mountain thing and like the marbles act as like lava stones being hurled by this tiki <clears throat> thing in the middle. Uh, as a geologist, I feel compelled <laughs> to say <laughs> and, uh, Rocks, whatever. The lava stones. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, th- I liked it because it, it had lava type Pokemon, didn't you know? <laughs> I liked it, though. It had a lot of physical aspects to it. A lot of games these days are you draw a card, something you're kind of imagining things are happening. Maybe you're moving a token, but a lot of it's just card-based. And I like this was kind of like a physical way, kind of like the old mousetrap games. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Did you play that? I had one. I don't know when I was growing up if we had all the parts to it. Game. And I don't know if I ever actually played the game through. I just remember setting it up and like making the cage go up and down but i don't remember actually playing it i made the cage go up and down too when i was younger wow Uh, anyway um, mother's gonna hear this i did have one that was called i think 13 dead end drive oh my gosh i had that game i've heard as a kid it's like you're it's kind of like clue where like you're in a mansion but like all these things could possibly kill you and like yeah so you, but it had like actual traps and yeah stuff, but, so like yeah. there was like a suit of armor that if you like clicked on a switch it would fall over or um like a chandelier would fall crash i actually was at um barnes and noble the other day and they have that they're like re-releasing it so like you can buy like a brand new copy of it yeah that's I a game was i cool. totally forgotten about yeah um last game of 2018 was um getaway driver um, haven't played that one either, um, but it uh, the reason I liked it is um, I think around this time Tyler you had introduced at least me to uh, what is it Betrayal on House on the Hill or uh, something? yeah yeah Betrayal House on the Hill and I oh, like 
the concept of that game because mm-hmm. you build the game board as you go by flipping right. tiles. Yeah. And so Getaway Driver is similar where it's a two-player game. One person is a cop. One person is like a robber, for lack of a better word. Um, and you're building the getaway. And so like the cops are trying to put traps down. Um, and then the robber, the thief, is trying to like build paths around it to escape, basically. So is it like team based? Um, I or not... is like they're they're like an NPC? No, I think it's just the two. I mean, like the cop, I believe, can like um, acquire things like helicopters and like spike strips and stuff you can throw on down. But like, but like somebody plays as the crook and somebody plays as the. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't played it yet, so I can't really explain it to you that well. Um, Definitely have to play that one though. You're saying all of these games, and I've looked in your game closet like 50 times, and I've not seen any of these. <laughs> Some of them are small. <laughs> They're buried behind the other games. The ones we play all the time. So or then... The ones we don't play. The, the games we haven't played yet are buried behind all the other games that we haven't played yet, apparently. <laughs> Sounds like. We'll have to, so then, have to remedy this. By that summer, I was like, I have a what, problem. What year? 2018. Okay. I was like, I have a problem. Um, and so the following February 2019, I was like, hey, I'm done with this. But then one came up and I was like, oh, I have to do this one. <laughs> I did get permission um, from my wife for this one because a while back when she found out how much I spent on the Batman one, she wasn't very happy about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so here on out, I'm kind of getting permission for the rest of these. Um <laughs> So the one in February in 2019 was Parks. It's a based on national parks. And um, it's got really cool art and like has um, basically you're trying to collect as many national parks as you can. And it's got a cool season system where like as you're going across the board, um, it's like different seasons and you're you can camp and you can collect resources, which help you buy more parks. And so my wife and I, we like to travel a lot and national parks is kind of a big one for us so that was kind of a fun one and we have played that one and it is very fun and there's a solo version you can play against a npc if you will and i've done that too so that's probably one of the most used games on this list and then a month later um, i thought i had kicked my addiction but then the guys who made exploding kittens came back with their fourth game you know just keeps going back to you know when he knows the the first drug is (laughs) gateway drug Yep. I will say, though, that I said this is their fourth game. They did come out with a third one in there that I wasn't too thrilled on. It's called You Got Crabs. Um, (laughs) And I was like, the way the gameplay worked, I was like, eh, I don't care. So I skipped that one. But the fourth one I had to get because it involved dodgeball. And so that one was called Uh, Throw Throw Burrito, naturally. (laughs) Yes. And so that one is basically you're trying to collect, I think, series of cards, like three of a kind or something. Um, And based on which collections you get, um, we'll basically start a dodgeball match with other players around you. Some of these are just random, grab it and throw as fast as you can. Some of them are duels where you're lining back to back and taking three steps and firing. We have played that one together, and that has led to some pretty wild um, events. And carpet burn. Carpet there burn was carpet involved. burn. What wasn't told when you bought this game was that uh, they have a, an affiliation with Chipotle, and you had to just buy just a bunch of Chipotle burritos so you could actually play this game. Man, <laughs> could you imagine playing with actual burritos? <laughs> well, like in the Chipotle oh, burritos, man. like depending on what you put in them. I mean, even if that's a brick. Yeah, it's a brick, a brick in foil. <laughs> Next time we're going to use Taco Bell. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be like just one step too far. Your wife would just be like, we're done with board games forever at this point. Like get your Chipotle burrito <laughs> tossing like, out of here. Carpet you is need a new carpet, so that might be a good excuse. <laughs> I'll make All sure right. to bring well, some hey, status. Next game. Throw my Frisbees. <laughs> we out here inventing our own games. This is Tostada toss. Wow. So then there was only one more game left, um, and that was August 2019. So I've been clean for <laughs> almost a year now. <laughs> Nine. I really months. hope no one at your work hears this. Oh, they probably will. 
So the last one is by the creators of Cyanide and Happiness. So if you are a fan of that cartoon, Wait, um, oh. then that's... they were called Cyanide and Happiness. Yeah, that's the... Well, I guess that's the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're a fan of that humor, then this game is for you. Um, they also have made Joking Hazard, which is like a um, Cards Against Humanity style game where you're making a comic strip based on those characters and you're trying to put down the funniest punchline um but this one is trial by trolley and so it brings that philosophical question if you had one person on one track and five on another and a speeding trolley who would you kill would you sacrifice the one for the better of the group and but then it kind of turns that whole concept on its head so right you have like uh modifiers yeah, but like, but one of the children happens to have been the one responsible for moving the comments section on YouTube. <laughs> so it's like, well, the trolley's definitely going to kill them. So Right, and so the goal is one person is sort of the judge and decides uh, who, which, which track to go on. And the point is to um, get your opponent's track people killed. Yeah, I know there's a lot of cards like, this person is like going to become the person who cures cancer um but their child is going to become the next hitler so it's just like hmm that's a tough choice to make yeah i liked that one quite a bit we should definitely play that one again. i saw on social media i was so bad at it i was so <laughs> bad at it i lost every single one of them every team i was on i lost every single time i mean so much of it is like knowing the psychology i feel like of the people you're playing with i mean that's true of any of those games where it's like boils down to basically you know, trying to uh, pick the winning punchline or like what you think is going to get the, the biggest laugh. But it's like, it is, it is very true that like the better you know people you're playing with, I feel like the more like Definitely. I don't know. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one I saw on social media that they were trying to advertise it for Mother's Day. Like, hey, if you want to play this for Mother's Day, here are the cards you should remove. <laughs> there, that's yeah, there's a, a lot of cards all about. of them yeah pretty much <laughs> just uh, throw the throw the game out Get i will, some say, I will say that i didn't like that game near as much as i i should have because the kickstarter edition like this kickstarter pack uh, yeah. was pretty yeah. garbage uh, in my opinion it was basically them making hey, fun of each other like i bet th- yeah I bet they all had fun ma- making and playing that game because it was just a bunch of inside jokes that no one else gets. Yeah, and that was an extra pack yeah, that I think... came with the Kickstarter. Right, right. And like I had apparently right. shuffled it terribly when I added it in, so they were all on the top. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think that was just I thought Brandon didn't fluke. like it just because he couldn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was horrible at the game. He was trying to figure out how to hack our brains so that he could, you know, force us to pick the cards he wanted. But yeah, that's it. That's the last time I backed one was August 2019. And I typically stay off of the app unless, because they email me occasionally and they're like, and I'm like, oh, look at that game. <laughs> Come back. We but miss I, you. I haven't done it yet. I've resisted. How many, how many, uh, how many days sober are you? <laughs> Uh, it's months, almost a year. It's, all, it's like a whole new world. <laughs> we'll have to make a chip. That'll be some of <laughs> yeah. our merch. Yeah. Got it. We'll sell when that. Clean from buying your kickstarting games. No, I'm I'm glad you uh, ended with cyanide and happiness because uh, they're actually coming out with a video game. Did, did have you have you guys heard about this? Uh uh-uh. no. Ooh, uh, it's called Freak Apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Uh, and okay. It, it, part one. So it. <laughs> I think, (laughs) you know, obviously there's no gameplay for it yet, but they've kind of, I've seen some trailers for it and it's basically, I mean, it's the same style, you know, the the same Mm -hmm. animation style. So you've got a head and the body and then sticks for limbs and then everybody's wearing a shirt and that's it. You know, it's, it's an interesting cause you're like some geeky kid, you know, pimple faced high school kid that nobody likes. And it kind of looks like a, kind of like a, a, a telltale game where you mm-hmm. like get to make a lot of different choices, but it seems almost like there's a little bit more adventure going on. Um, I don't know if there's any real combat, um, but yeah, it's really, inter- it's, it's, it's pretty graphic. Um, believe it or not, it's actually coming for the switch. 
<laughs> is it so, like all consoles or just switch um yeah sure i don't know i think, <laughs> I, I saw i saw it as advertised <laughs> for the switch oh i see right i i feel like there's there's basically like directions that games like that can go. You can either go the direction of like South Park <laughs> and the Stick of Truth and uh, its sequel, where you know they're actually surprisingly yeah. good games, or they can just immediately get shuffled off into not like just completely forgotten. The bottom of the like, Nintendo store, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'll be oh yeah I'll be kind of interested to see how that. Yeah, didn't you say that for, for Betrayal, they were having a, an expansion for, like, Scooby-Doo? Or a spinoff? Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, that might have been somebody else that mentioned that. I that would be pretty heard, sweet if it did. I guess. Or... I thought, Jared, I, I thought I, w- I would put money. I, I would, I would kickstart Batman for you if, if <laughs> you didn't tell me that they were starting. I probably did. Me. I have the memory of a goldfish sometimes. <laughs> But he remembers exactly what day and where he was. I wrote it down. <laughs> 2016, and you still have the notes? No, I like I looked at the app today. <laughs> it tells you. It's like, hey, you gosh. said you were clean. A, a, a true. <laughs> Come on, a true magician never reveals his methods, Brandon. <laughs> giving things away here. Yeah, yeah. Scooby Doo betrayal at Mystery Mansion. Is it available on July twenty four okay. on Kickstarter? No, at at, at Walmart. <laughs> He's got to know. Okay, good. Oh. I can stop scratching my veins now. <laughs> the back of the the back of the box literally says Zoinks. Honestly, I'd take another just regular expansion for that game. Not that I mean, not that we've even gone through all the content that's there between that and then the Widow's Walk expansion that came out for it. But uh, it, it's definitely one of those games. I mean. Where it is, you know, like you were saying, you build the board, like basically you're building this haunted mansion that you explore um, as you go. And, and, but then at the very end, there's kind of like a story element too, for those who haven't played it before, basically where, you know, like one team or like one person might end up getting like based on finding like, say this object, they're called like omens in this room in the mansion that you built, like that'll dictate uh, which scenario the group then plays out from a booklet that comes with the game. So it's one of those games where there's definitely a lot of room for additional content because you do just have the fixed number of like kind of story scenarios right. to play and through. So uh, it would also work really well as like a digital ad. The replayability cool. is very high unless you're me and my friends who literally went on the same, not <laughs> even you guys. Like I bought the game. Yeah, we, I had, a, I had unlucky. some friends come over um, on like three different occasions and the the haunting started on the same mm-hmm. item all three times <laughs> and so we just had to come up with right. some random thing yeah you can the last time that i played it yeah. there were four of us uh two of them didn't know how to play one of them had only played it once but the other two just were new at it i'm looking at this thing and it says that a game normally takes 25 to 50 minutes <laughs> we were playing this one adaptation of it for Four hours. <laughs> oh God. Oh wow. Brandon, you were cheating, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't I tried cheating to enough, cheat my man. way into being the guy that was <laughs> gonna kill everybody else at the end, but it. Right. It, a traitor. I didn't want to play the same three campaigns that I'd already done before, so we ended up uh, choosing a randomly different one, and I wasn't the killer, so. Ooh, I, so I just thought of this, but I feel like you know if we're doing a if we're doing a topic on board gaming, I, I've got to tell this story. Uh, one of my favorite board gaming stories uh, to date was how I don't know if you guys have ever played like uh, like Mafia or I think there's another version of the game kind of called oh, yeah. like Werewolf or something like that. One night ultimate it's werewolf. Basically, like you've got uh, what's that? One night ultimate werewolf. Uh, possibly. Anyway, the, the concept of the game essentially is that you've got like two different parties and everybody, like nobody knows who's who. And like one of those groups is basically trying to kind of pit everybody against each other. And anyway, in the version of the game that I'm talking about, it's called secret Hitler. 
and you have factions divided into like liberals and fascists and one player who is actually Hitler <laughs> and you go through a series of like elections uh, at the beginning of every round and the kicker is that if Hitler like in the later stages of the game if Hitler gets elected uh, chancellor basically you've got a president and a chancellor position and if Hitler gets elected as chancellor later on in the game, then the fascists win. Basically, game's over. But anyway, the reason I have such a good story about this game is so it, it, it probably is not in the best taste. But we ended up taking this particular game uh, on a trip to Germany. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, nothing beyond, like I said, it's nothing too explicit. It's just kind of poor taste, probably. But, I mean, the game is great. We were there. We were going there to hit up Oktoberfest and play board games, basically. So, so we brought it. Uh, but the best part about it is that there was a live round of ammunition in the game box because you can there's a there's a point at which you can begin assassinating off other players and uh rather than just you know we could have just used the boring old bullet token that the game came with but who wants to do that right so yeah my friend had substituted in a live round of ammunition and that oh, went God. through customs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we just had this board game with a live round of ammunition, like in, in the plane. With Are we on a watch Germany. list now? And yeah, probably. We, I probably. Yeah, Likely. I but, but I was just like, man, I can't believe that got through international customs Jeez. and everything. Like, nobody I mean, said It's anything. really easy. Like, as soon as they asked, it's like, well, how do you think the game ends? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump to even not a board game. Okay. The funnest game I think I have ever played is called Sardines. I know that name, but I don't think I've played it. Uh, you certainly have played it, Evan, because I, we yeah. played it together. <laughs> yes, we did. Mm. Aww, no. Um, yeah. Um, you, have to, you have to have ample space for Sardines. It's a... Uh, it's a game you play at this night. This sounds so familiar. It's it's basically hide and seek, except everyone is seeking one person. So instead of one seeker finding everyone, it's everyone finding one person. And when you find the person, you then become a hider. And so slow. what happens is slowly... You have, I don't know, say there's 10 people and you're searching for one person. So you've got a, a, a search party of 10 people and slowly, one by one, the party becomes thinner and you don't know why. It just all of a sudden, you know, it, it takes a little while for you to realize that somebody's missing. And you're like, you know, about three or four people are missing now. You're like, you know, I think it somebody like might be missing. like the beginning of a scary movie. It does. No, but Evan, the reason why you've played this is because we played it during our summer job in college. Did we? I Several times. Was, was I in on yes. this? Yes, you should have been. We went to one of the residence halls that didn't have any people in it. It was closed, but we still had access to all the residence halls. Oh, so there'd be like 20 of us going to this residence hall in the middle of the night. And it was, it, it's got to be hilarious because all the lights were off. I mean, you know, so there were some lights in the hallways to kind of, you know, like emergency lights or whatever, right? They don't turn off. But um, all the rooms, all the lights were off. So you'd give the one person, you know, and there's like four floors, there's like 500 rooms, right? And you're not allowed to lock any of the rooms. Like we had, you know, we had, um, you know, rules. So don't lock yourself in a room. So most of the rooms were unlocked. So you just gave them like five minutes to find a spot, you know, find a, find a room or a, a hallway or just, you know, somewhere, find somewhere to hide. And then we would all go and we were all, you know, we could split up or sometimes we would, um, you know, we would get to, you know, there'd be like small, like, you know, teams, um, you know, like you said, you search the ones on the left side, I'll search the ones on the right side and, you know, we'll beat up. And so it had to be hilarious by like campus police and stuff when they were driving by and they just see light click on, light click off, light click on, light click off, you know, and just blinking all over the, all over the building. We never, nobody ever came and talked to us or cared, but it was always really funny because yeah, it was, there was a little bit of a fear factor. Um, you know, we said no jumping out at each other, no scaring, but there was still, it was still pretty kind of, kind of creepy because 
at one point we, we decided not to turn any lights on. So we had to go into the rooms in the dark and like look under beds and open up cabinets and pull back shower curtains and they could be anywhere. And so all of a sudden, and you know, they don't want to be hit. They want to be found. So they're just being quiet. You pull back a shower curtain and Oh my God, there's a person there. And then you're like the last person. Right. And you're like, okay, somebody has definitely been missing for a little while now. And you don't have any idea what rooms have been checked, what rooms haven't been checked. And then finally you open this one door and like 11 people are there <laughs> staring at you. Yep. Yeah. Pretty fond memories. That's of that. pretty one. elevated though. If you're in a like, multi-story building. Oh yeah. Was, was, oh, yeah. was that the night that we found like the creepy writing on one of the walls or was that a different night? I don't think I was part of that. Okay. So that was a different night. Okay. I'm telling you scary movies. That's how they <laughs> all start. <laughs> and then you oh, pull back a shower curtain and there's like a girl with no jaw. Who's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found $5. <laughs> so who wants to go break into one of the abandoned missile silos nearby and play sardines? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to live in like a missile silo. Like, have you guys been seeing how like well, people like been buying right those now? Up it like, kind of makes a lot of sense. Apparently, into, like cool bunkers and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. I honestly think it's pretty awesome. Apparently, in the '90s, <laughs> the one person responsible for like 90% of LSD in the country was living in a bachelor pad that was a converted missile silo. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's the that, that's easy living right there. <laughs> Yeah, so clearly that was part of my plan, too. You know, I was just like, wow, if you're buying a missile silo, <laughs> it's all about distribution. So, Jared, did you ever have any disappointments on Kickstarter? Like failed projects? Well, that or... He's probably disappointed no one plays with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I haven't played half of them, so I don't know. <laughs> no, the one of them, the solo game, Unbroken, like, <laughs> it was kind of just a cluster of trying to like the people who are backing the game like who developed the game and who they're partnering with to distribute the game it was having a whole bunch of like issues and so when i finally got it like half the paperwork in like that came with the game was all crumpled up the game itself was fine but then on the thing they're asking you to like donate more money to help cover shipping costs because all this (laughs) crap like made them go in the hole and i was just like not my problem oh, no. right <laughs> uh, i got my game sucks. Yep. yeah no. so for talking about non board game games then of course there's you know cards against humanity or apples to apples and like all the you know they have an games. adult apples to apples game i've heard of it i've never played it but i've heard of it it's Is like it dirty apples against to apples humanity yeah. no no, no <laughs> like Apples to Apples came out with a game and it's called like Dirty Apple to Apple or something or Dirt, dirt Dirty huh. Apple or something. That's funny because I probably have the yeah, opposite like of that, that yeah, game. Probably. It's the Disney version of Apples to Apples. <laughs> so why did they call it Adult Apples to Apples when they could have <laughs> called it like One Bad Apple Ruins the Bunch? Right. I I know. I, I, like I feel like it does have like uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it does have something, some kind of like rotten apple or bad apple or some kind of reference like that in the title, doesn't it? Or maybe I'm totally Fact wrong. Check me, bro. Yeah, Fact it is called me. rotten. It is called rotten apple. Okay, that's what I thought. So, at least not a total wasted opportunity, but still, yeah, I feel like kind of a you know definitely tried to ride on the coattails of like Cards Against Humanity's hmm. success. I feel like there, yeah, there were like a lot of card yeah. games that kind of came out in that that same vein. I have I have two versions of the same game. It's called What Do You Meme? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a fun one. And so one of them one of them is right, you get to yep. you pick a picture uh, and you make a meme. So everybody gets the same picture, and then you have cards that you play. Basically, you're captioning hmm. the photo, and whoever gets the best caption wins. I've played that one several times. The other one I've not actually played yet. Um, it's where you like make oh, like your that. own. Combine the two. I guess like half. Yeah, I guess you have like half your hand is is like picture cards and half your hand is like caption cards and you have to put them together. I have oh, the Disney gosh, version yeah. of that one too. <laughs> <laughs> half of my game closet is Disney version. <laughs> oh gosh. We are a Disney obsessed family. <laughs> my... I think my favorite, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a rip off or whatever, but my favorite 
game in that vein of cards or vein of games is called black card revoked where <laughs> it's uh, i've only I haven't gotten to play it recently because we haven't had a big enough family gathering with all of my cousins and you need like four or five people to play um but it's all these cards like there's question cards and then there's that there's some cards that have a right like just one right answer there's some that have multiple right answers and then there's some that you uh it's like it's like a poll question so whatever the most people like most people in the group agree on and all the questions pertain to black culture and it's very interesting like when i play with like the answers that my cousin like my older cousins and i give versus like my brother my younger cousins because there's just certain aspects that they don't know um like why you're not supposed to put your purse on the floor because it you'll be broke for the rest of your life they didn't know that but me and my older cousins who kind of hung around my grandma did um it's just it's a really interesting game especially since it's not always like you know what's the right answer um because there's some questions where you kind of have to like feel the room out like okay like this is the question but i know i know what i'm gonna say but what do what 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 is everyone else gonna say because i want the point right those are always fun yeah again that that psychology element of like you know knowing the people you're playing with is always always a fun mechanic games i feel like yeah, I have a game called the Voting Game. You guys, you guys nope. heard of this? Did we play that one. Believe so. Uh, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds familiar. Some of my so parties. It's been it's been played at some of my parties. Yeah, maybe that was one of those. Um, basically, you uh, pull a card, and it's like most likely to stub their toe on you know something random, and you all have player cards, and you're assigned a, like a color or a number. I don't remember which one it was, but each person gets all the, you know, you have, so like there's four players, four different colors and, you know, say green is my color. Then anybody that wants to vote for me as most likely to stub my toe, then they're going to pull out, put the green card out. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, and then I get to keep the card and it's, it's a lot of fun if you enjoy razzing your friends. Right. Which, which obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, we do. I don't know what you're talking about, Tyler. This is a very serious podcast. <laughs> Screw you, Jed. Hey, it's not so razzing. we don't That's need anything mean. out of <laughs> We don't need anything out of that trash as an omni. Wow. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> uh, I'm still I'm really sad that I missed out on a, a night of smite where you guys were just apparently getting dumped on by the randos. Just me. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the 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 blueberries were were not being nice to, to Jared that particular night. They must have been the sweaties. Oh, man. They... <laughs> I was the blueberry. Not even. They're like the, the 14 year old. Oh, that makes it even better. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were playing with 14 year olds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if we're not on, we weren't on lists before. We are certainly <laughs> on now. Different agencies. <laughs> <laughs> All these sweaty 14 year olds and their live rounds, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> on plane. Right. Did I tell you about the? If I told you guys about the story when I got flagged by uh, airport security when I was traveling home from New Orleans? Oh, you told uh, me. I, I, heard, yeah. no. I don't think I heard that. Okay. This is this is this is a good segue into a funny <laughs> story. So, um, don't travel through airport security with uh, isopropyl alcohol on your pants. <laughs> Just good advice for life in general. Life, right? <laughs> like, um. Even if it's dry, security will flag huh. it, and they will look at you weird and ask you what the hell you have <laughs> on your pants. So uh, my first job out of college, um, I was working uh, – well, we had a pilot plant in New Orleans, 24-7 um, production plant. And um, so – I would go down there every once in a while. It was a really, it was a startup lab. We were, um, we had like a third party company that we had contracted to help run it 24 seven. And, but there were only like three of them. And so we would take turns. It was a really small company. Like there were like 10 of us. And so we would take turns going down there um, to help out. Um, and my boss, which I'm not going to get into him in this particular episode of the podcast because this is all i would talk about the rest of the time <laughs> um but uh 
he had a knack for getting the earliest flight out of town and get me to New Orleans as fast as possible or as early as possible in the day and would then do the opposite, would make me work all day and then give me the last flight back home. Uh, I would be gone for a week or two at a time. Um, And so this happened one particular time. Um, One of... uh, one of the, we, we used a lot of isopropyl alcohol in, in you know in our, our day-to-day life we actually had like uh like 35 30 30 gallon drums of this stuff to the point where we actually would use so much of it at a given time that we basically or we didn't basically we did have a gasoline pump like it was that mechanism to to spray isopropyl alcohol you know and to, to transfer oh, wow. it um, we would use that much at a time and, uh, you know, it just, it just got on you, you know, there's just no, we, we, there, you know, oh, should be damned. It just got <laughs> all just, over you. We have you know? to dunk our pants in it. I mean, it's just it's um, gonna happen. <laughs> well, no. So you would, um, we would fill up, you know, we'd have an empty, like 55 gallon drum. We'd put stuff in it and then put the isopropyl alcohol in there to wash it. And we were trying to wash out the other chemicals with isopropyl alcohol. But all of this was done manually. And so when you were done, you had to manually scoop out. It's like playing with, with wet sand. You know, you had to scoop out all of the liquid and you'd put it on a big, huge, like industrial size, like sieve, and you'd press it with your hands to try to squeeze out as much IPA as you could. And that process just, you would get, you know, alcohol all over you. And so I wasn't given a chance to go back to my hotel to change. I had packed that morning. I had everything in my car and they had a, you know, I was 10 minutes from the airport, you know, in New Orleans. And, you know, my, my hotel was 30 minutes the other direction, you know, so there, I just didn't have a chance. Um, They didn't let me go until I was like, I have to get to the airport. I'm going to miss my flight. And basically had to walk out, you know, like I'm, I'm leaving, you know? Um, so it was a hot day and it, it had been raining. Uh, so the bottom my pant legs were wet, you know, uh, the, the car ride had made me, had given me, you know, that back sweat. Cause I had, <laughs> I had had a, a leather car, mm. leather seat, you know, leather yep. seated car. And so, you know, it's new Orleans in the summer. You're, you're going to sweat. And, then I had isopropyl alcohol on my crotch. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as you do. I mean, who, who, who doesn't? So in the, the Louis Armstrong oh, airport man. in New Orleans, they have that thing where, you, where you're basically air frisked. You know, you got to put your hands up above your head. And then you've got like this uh, um, little tube that you're in basically. And it just like swivels and it, like it does a full body scan. So I go through this and I step out on the other side and I look at the screen and the body on the screen, like the outline, the silhouette turns red in three places, my crotch, my legs, and my back, (laughs) (laughs) all the places that it had been wet at one point that day. And (laughs) he's like, no, go back in, try it again. That's what she said. All right. So, you know, it does this little thing. And I come back out and same thing, my back, my crotch and my pant legs. And so they're like, all right, you know, over there, I'm, I'm, I'm gesturing. Um, you all can see this. Um, <laughs> talking with your hands is really good on a, on a podcast. Um, okay. so I st- Jared I step- can see it. I'm sure. I step over to the side <laughs> And somebody, you know, pats me down and I'm, I'm wearing a belt. And so they ask me to turn up, turn up, you know, turn over my belt and they check my back, see that I'm just kind of sweating, you know, that it's hot out. They're like, all right, whatever. They check my pant legs, see they're wet, whatever. And they, they wand me mm. all over and they just get really confused as to what the hell's on my crotch. Right. And but they do everything they can except for a strip search, right? And they're like, I don't know what you got on your pants, dude, but you're free to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, Probably the first and only time that's happened. 
Yeah. It's like the wrong conclusion they came to. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't know what this is. <laughs> Whatever. See ya. <laughs> uh, I'll just spontaneously combust just a little bit shorter than everybody else or a little bit quicker than everybody else. <laughs> well, you guys think uh we're we're good to stop there? Yeah, I think it's yeah, think we, we'll, oh, we've been recording for two hours, so probably. Yeah, I probably might, enough I, content. I, Two yeah, more hours. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need like a bathroom break or something if right. we do that. Um, I'm yeah. So, good. thanks for joining us, guys. Um, episode two. Uh, we're really enjoying this. So, um, keep up with the comments. We actually had a comment this time. So, um, yeah, we're we're getting there. What's our <laughs> comment? If we have one, you have to read it. Oh, it was. Um, Someone was trying to fact check me on my use of ranker.com. Um, no, I'm sorry. Said it was a, said it was a trash uh, site. Uh, well, perfect. Because... It's a trash podcast. <laughs> uh, he said that um, uh, it, it, any, any uh, list is trash that doesn't have League of Legends on it. Ah. Uh. What is this? Ten years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so in his defense, League of Legends does have the highest paying uh, pool, like the highest pool money of any esport there is right now. Even so more than we all need Blizzard? to get good at what? More than Blizzard, even? That's... Yeah, League League of Legends has the awards the most amount of money per year right now. With, um, well, maybe not right now, but. I I read it maybe a year or two ago. <laughs> no one's getting paid right now. Right. But anyways, yeah, so um keep the comments coming. Um we'll if you're lucky, we'll uh put you on the on the podcast, we'll talk <laughs> about you. Uh in in only good context context, of course. Um <laughs> and, and and where can the people find the podcast now? Sure. On we're still on Facebook, uh at small constellation podcast um and then on twitter you can follow me at peaches Brittany. um we don't have an official facebook yet because we have to wait for 200 200 likes on our facebook page we'll get an official twitter account <laughs> so says nick um little goal we can kickstart that oh flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> uh next week we are going to try to get a guest star, uh, an unnamed guest star. We've we've unnamed him several times on our podcast. He's somewhat of a celebrity around these parts. So we'll see if he'll grace us with his uh, uh, royal presence. Um, but maybe he won't be bothered to, to come on air. We'll, we'll have to see. He's too cool for this. Yeah, he's, he's too <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's way too cool. So all right, who wants to say bye to the people this time? Evan, say bye to the people. Bye, people. <laughs> <laughs>